you know, you have Oklahoma State come to town, you're ready to beat them. You have Oklahoma come to town, you're ready to beat them. Um, not that it's going to be easy. They're story programs, but, man, we do expect that there will be a packed house on Saturday night. Um, we need it. Uh, our team and how they competed, I think, has earned that. Um, the way our guys scrap and fight and battle and score points and our exciting product to put on the map, man, I, man, I hope people are lined up and ready to go. Um, like I said, Oklahoma State's, when I went into the Big 12, um, Oklahoma State was one of the biggest reasons because they're always one of the best programs in the country. And you want to be able to have them on the schedule every year, and you want a chance to compete against those guys. You want that measuring stick, so to speak. Um, you know, and they'll be here Saturday night. And, you know, we went down there and beat them last year, and the one thing I'm certain of is they don't forget that. Um, they will be ready to step in here, and they'll be ready to, to, to try to whoop our ass. And I can't wait for that. I'm excited for it. Number one, obviously, all glory to God. And then there's a CAM bus, the most efficient organization on the planet. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a plug in because I think we're in the damn state of Iowa. Bobby Telfer, I'm the baddest man on the planet. Hey, hey, what's up? Hello, everybody. Welcome to In the Room, a wrestling podcast from the Des Moines Register. I'm Cody Goodwin, the Register's wrestling writer, and I'm glad you're here. Happy Thursday, January 26th. Getting to you late on this Thursday, so whether you're listening on Thursday evening or Friday morning, got a pretty big weekend of wrestling to get you guys ready for. Already had a couple of podcasts earlier this week. On uh, Tuesday, talked to uh, Seth Duckworth from Intermat and Pistols Firing. Got to uh, chat with him about the upcoming Big 12 weekend slate, both Oklahoma State and Oklahoma are coming up to Russell, Iowa State and Northern Iowa. Duels on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Going to be a lot of fun to follow that action. On Wednesday, we caught up with Kevin Clonch from Intermat and Blood Round. Broke down in pretty good depth the Iowa-Penn State duel that takes place Friday in State College. Today, going to be a little bit simpler. Going to go about another hour today, but almost exclusively interview heavy. Got some press conference clippings that I wanted to lay down with you guys. Kind of the final... Um, final, uh, I guess it's the final show, but kind of like the final thing to get you ready for the busy wrestling weekend. You guys are going to hear from Iowa coach Tom Brands and Spencer Lee. Got to talk with them earlier this week. Also going to hear from Iowa State coach Kevin Dresser and Marcus Coleman before their upcoming weekend. And then also what you heard at the top of the podcast, going to hear from Northern Iowa coach Doug Schwab um, ahead uh, to get the Panther perspective ahead of the busy Big 12 weekend. So lots going on um, this weekend. Hope everybody uh, has their watching plans in order. Um, Know it's a pretty big weekend, just really all over the wrestling world too, right? Especially here in Iowa, the girls, uh, high school girls wrestling regional competitions take place Friday. Um, Final conference tournaments for the boys side of things takes place Friday. Also, the NFL conference championships are Sunday. So a lot of TV time. I know that there's other collegiate duels going on around the country too. The duel, um, you know, for those Big Ten wrestling fans out there, Ohio State and Michigan. Uh, Can the Buckeyes put all the pieces together or can Michigan, um, you know, that Michigan's got a pretty deep team this year. So that'll be a pretty fun matchup to watch and follow along with. But uh, yeah, a lot of stuff going on. So we'll get ahead and jump into the press conference clippings here. We'll start with Iowa. Um, They go Friday night, 7.30 p.m. Central Time, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. They got top-ranked Penn State. Um, We already talked about that. 
in plenty depth. Also wrote out my weight-by-weight thoughts and breakdown. You can find a link to that story in the show notes. It is behind a paywall, FYI. Um, So hopefully you guys are Hawk Central subscribers or Des Moines Register subscribers can tap into that and get my full thoughts on that. Um, Yeah, we'll start there. Start with uh, Iowa coach Tom Brands and uh, caught up with Spencer Lee as well. So I think you guys will enjoy the sound from them. Um, I'll quit blabbering and hop to it now. Here you go. Nellie, how was your trip? Our trip was good. We missed exit Highway 1. So we went all the way to Cedar Rapids. All right, going to questions for Coach. Kelsey. The enemy territory, a lot of people talk about kind of the atmosphere that's here at Hawk Carver Hawkeye Arena. What's it like wrestling at Bryce Jordan Center in front of a I mean, the similarities are as a passionate fan base. Um, it's not really a bowl arena, so they bring those chairs right up. So you're sharing space with the fans in, in your corner. That's always an interesting conversation. Is there some positive to that? I mean, I think the environment's great. I mean, you're getting 16,000 people in a 15,900 seat arena. That's awesome. Uh, we got to keep progress going and we got to keep getting better. And, you know, we're at the end of January. And so this is, we're getting down to the nitty gritty. Biggest thing is consistency, getting better health, those things. The lineup will be what the lineup is on Friday, and I don't mean to interrupt you, uh, but this has been a bizarre year, and we will go one day at a time with our lineup. We have all year. Is uh, is Spencer kind of the epitome of what you want to see out of a wrestler? Just not only as good as he is, but just the style, his technique, how he's I mean, there's nobody. I haven't seen anybody better, ever. And I'm talking my heroes um, when I was young, the current guys that are winning titles for the United States because we have a powerhouse team right now. And you can go back to those Russians, Belaglazov, Fedzayev, and that's not an overstatement. You look at somebody who won a national title without ACLs, which is just fascinating. Do you have any concerns physically for him, whether he could withstand that? And how did he kind of ease those concerns maybe by walking in a couple years ago? Wrestling is a tough sport. And so for me to answer what my personal feelings are, it almost does a disservice to um, an athlete given the green light medically, and now he makes a choice. He made the choice to go, and it's a tribute. Excuses are for wusses. And he said it whatever it came off it rolled off his tongue and it was natural for him to say and it's the truth um he stepped up he made the choice and he made the most out of uh 
a dire situation. And that's what the best competitors on this planet do in any circumstance, not just sports. It's a tribute to him, tribute to how he was raised. I mean, rankings are, they, they create the buzz, and then after that, you know, you keep talking about it and the fanfare and all that, but when you step on the mat, they really don't mean anything. Every, everybody has a knockout blow in the sport. Um, you can be behind and find a way to, to get the fall um, as long as there's time on the clock. Um, I don't think, you know, Spencer pays much attention to anything except for doing what he does best. So, again, another tribute to his approach. Does that mean, you know, let's just take, taking this week as an example, are you look, telling your team, look, we're going to Bryce Jordan Center, number one, we're against number one, or take a look, you're against number one, are you No, you, you talk about characteristics, they know the ranking, they know what's at stake. Um, the environment is an opportunity. It's a fun environment. That's what you want. Uh, we have a great environment here. They have a great environment there. Whether we're here or there, it's going to be a great environment. Um, and, and you know what? Competitors thrive in those situations. And the, the other thing is, is, is how much do you like crave a challenge? And then when that challenge is put in front of you, how much do you crave success? Like, are you going to will it to go your way? And these are opportunities to do that. you talk with Brody about what it's going to be like for him to go back? I've talked to Brody a lot about um, his past, and part of that past includes Penn State. Um, and those were early on conversations, even as he was making his choice, um, before he knew for sure what he was going to do um, in his transfer status. Um, I know that he has nothing but respect for that program. Uh, but I also know that his entire life, um, he wanted to be where he's at now. And to see him in Carver-Hawkeye Arena against Nebraska and then go on, a, on the road in a tough environment, back-to-back, uh, -back, finally, with one day rest in between, that's progress. So goes back to the very beginning. We got to be consistent, we got to be healthy, and we got to be about the right things getting ready for our matches. Our guys get ready for their match, they're pretty good. How big of a gauge is this for Tony um, getting a matchup with Drew Lett and all starting to get now mid-January facing another match that number two could come down to if they end up yeah, it's big. I mean, that's that's one of the key matchups, and that's one of the you know the the buzz matches. So um, again, we got to be better than we were in November, and you know it's not going to be um, like where you just fall into it. You're going to have to go out there and impose yourself on a, an opponent that is skilled, and you're going to have to overcome, you're going to have to win tough positions. You're going to have to overcome adversity, maybe. Who knows? 
and the events that happen along the way in the first and second period will affect the outcome if it goes that long. We got to be ready to go. In the big picture, what can Spencer do this year? How can it propel the sport next year with the Olympics? And I know that's still a long ways off. He's focused on the task at hand, but can what he do and what he's building towards build momentum within the sport and create more interest I think the way that he pops, um, the way that he's getting better, I mean, he's better this year than he's been his entire career, um, the progress. And when that's happening and you don't level off or stagnate, um, people want to keep watching. It's like anybody that's great. When they keep getting better, you get more heads turning your way, more admirers. Even if there's haters, they're paying attention. And the thing is, along the way, is you convert you convert a lot of people to your side because you can't help but love a winner, and especially a winner that gets better. And with his approach, too. You know, he's a humble guy um, for the most part. Um, you know, he almost apologizes when the true fire comes out of him. And it's like Terry and I, I mean, we sit there and we look at each other. We go, we, don't, we know who this guy is anyway. You know, he may be surprising some people with that, like after that Purdue match, but this is who this guy is. He is an incredible, incredible competitive man. Whatever's inside of him that's keeping that fire going, it's, it's unique. It's rare. How does that spill over to his teammates, do you think? How do they keep up? I mean, he, he's challenged his teammates, and... Um, that remains to be seen for this year. So um, I think it definitely spills over just being around someone like that. But at the same time, um, you got to take care of your own business. And then at the same time, are you going to let somebody steal all the, all the accolades? And there's nothing wrong with a little in-house competition for greatness and attention and being the big man on campus. So, you know, we, 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 we talk about that sometimes. Do you ever notice, uh, I mean, you're laser focused on what's going on on the mat, but do you ever notice maybe a different buzz or vibe when he's taking the mat, not necessarily against anybody else, but just in a heightened awareness of the arena Spencer Lee? I mean, I, I don't. I, I know that, like, the Big Ten Network calls and they say, we're not going to tell anybody, but is Spencer going? Because if he goes, then we got to make sure that we have his match and we might have to delay because of the broadcast before and, uh, and stuff like that. Um, so they want to capitalize on his buzz or the propaganda piece of that. Um, I noticed that, uh, especially this year, because it's his last, last year. Um, this is it. And so they want to they wanna make sure that they capitalize on that, and that's a tribute to him, and hence he'll capitalize on that. Will we see him on a cereal box after next year? I don't know. I don't know. Thanks. Rude. He's a chair so far away, you know. I know. Tell me about it. Twice my size. Tony? Uh, well, I didn't like specifically work with him on it, but um, like. Cause I, I don't know how I would even be able to do that. He's so big, but 
I uh, definitely talked to him about it, and I was a little worried about him hitting it, to be honest, just because I, I know he's never, like, really hit it in a match before. I know he's definitely hit it in practice, but you know, it was pretty cool. So, you know, I got pretty pumped. So if you saw my reaction, the whole the whole team turned and looked at me, and <laughs> I was like, yes, heavyweight turn. <laughs> so it was pretty cool. Do you see that, that bar on tilt kind of feel like there's a lot more guys in the lineup who are, if not using it, at least looking for it, right? Like him, Tony, I know we really got a series of tilt. Yeah, well, the thing about Real is I think he, he'd been doing that since he was younger. So I think that was just part of his routine, part of his, like, you know, style as well. So I think – uh it definitely just looks like, because it's similar to what I do. But I mean, it's not a complicated move. It's you know pretty basic. I learned that when I was like nine years old. So um, I think he just kind of had that already going for him. Uh, but I, I do like seeing guys trying different turns because, like I said, when I tell the guys, uh, one turn changes the whole course of a match for sure. Uh, the match is a lot different when it's six zero versus two zero going to the second period, right? You know, in my head, if I'm up six zero, there's not as, any chance in the world that I'm going to lose the match in any world because how's he going to score six points on me without me scoring any back? So that's just kind of where your brain's got to go, and you know, take down transitions is how you win wrestling matches, in my opinion. So I, I'm glad to see guys, uh, you know, focusing a little bit more on that. I, I know we've always been focusing on that, but I like seeing it, you know, come to fruition. So. Yeah, see, but I, I can't really answer that question just because I don't really think I do anything, you know, fancy or specific. I you know every time I go to a – I haven't done a camp in like five years, but um, when I did do one, I remember the dads come up to me going, we already show our kids this. Show us what you do. I'm like, this is what I do. I don't really know what you're talking about. They thought I was like hiding something from them. It's just I don't think I do anything special. I just – uh, you know, I really I, – I wrestle hard to the position. You know, a lot of guys – I think focus on their feet, and they wrestle really hard on their feet. You know, I wrestle just as hard on top and on bottom, you know, three-position three, three position wrestler rather than just kind of, you know, trying to ride or, you know, I don't ride, I try and turn. So I think uh, putting more emphasis in the turn might help people maybe, but so. Tom, before you came and said Spencer on the desk, he's wrestling now better than he ever has. Why is he right? Is that what he said? Not wrestling better now than – Awesome. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Um, I'm always going to be hard on myself, so I always think I have a lot of room to improve. And uh, hopefully I continue improving throughout the season and uh, feeling better than ever. So that's kind of the goal for me is to keep feeling good and keep uh, scoring points and trying to, you know, get off the mat as fast as possible if that's the thing I can do. If not, then i got to wrestle seven minutes and more if needed, just like we always say. So. I guess. Uh, I don't really think that's really a thing because it's such a long time frame um, in between matches. You know, you got five days minimum usually or sometimes four and then, you know, six to seven days. I don't think it uh, – there's not really a groove, I don't think. But, you know, I, I don't think uh, – you know, I mean, it might help, I guess, but I don't really care. Um, for me, it's one match at a time. And once that match is over, then you focus on the next match and you just keep going out there and do, go out there and do what you do best and wrestle hard and wrestle smart and, you know, stay in good position. And, you know, if pins come, then you take them. And like I said in a previous interview, if uh, you get a guy in a position to put him away, you got to put him away. So. No, I, lo I love wrestling in carbon more than anything. Uh, it's, it's different when you're in a, uh, an arena. I don't really feel like a villain when I'm in other arenas. Um, I don't think I've ever had, like, people boo at me or anything, except maybe, like, uh, 
you know, the only time I've ever been booed was in my state tournament in high school. So um, I, I don't really think I've ever felt like a villain. I think a lot of fans uh, are really kind to me, and uh, you know, they're always no matter what colors they're wearing, they're always you know come up to me and shaking my hand and whatnot. So, but it's just different when you're in an arena and you got the you know obviously like I always say we have the best fans in the world and they're super passionate and uh, it's just. It's a different feeling when you're defending your home turf than when you're you're going somewhere else, and you know it obviously com- comfortability as well. Just being within your own place and knowing your own stuff is is just awesome. You know, I I would love to wrestle every match if I could. So. Yeah, well, that, that was the kind of the, if you want to say, fun part of it was kind of learning how to re-wrestle, I guess you could say, because there was a lot of things that I couldn't do that I wanted to do, or there was things that I would do, and then it wouldn't work out because I, it would just kind of fail, I guess you could say, and so it was just like a learning experience for me, kind of, you know, uh, learning how to wrestle in positions that I don't like getting into and when you can't do the things that you're used to doing was kind of like the, the, the hard part about it. But it was also the fun part about it, like I said. So it definitely showed me as a wrestler that you can learn to adapt and change your style um, any time in your career. It doesn't matter. Um, but you can continue to improve in those positions even without being able to do things that you were able to do before. And you can learn more about yourself when things are you have the inabilities that – you know, come come to yourself to your fruition, and then uh, see how tough you really are. I guess so. You're in kind of a golden age of Iowa athletics here. Right? Yeah. Of, you know, superstars in yourself, but Caitlin Clark, Luca Gro- Garza, Clark. yeah. Yeah, you know, Keegan Murray, Tristan Worps, and you had a fun little. <laughs> yeah, I love Worps. What was? Uh, did you have many relationships with any of those? Did you guys talk to each other? Oh yeah, I mean I've talked to all of those. Any any athlete, like I've always said, any if you're an athlete at the University of Iowa and you're and you're successful, I'm gonna know who you are because I follow Iowa athletics. I bleed black and gold. I'm gonna make sure I I know that what you're doing is is appreciated and that uh you know you know good athletes should come here and I want the best athletes in the world to come to the University of Iowa in every sport, not just wrestling. And it's been awesome seeing these athletes, you know, how many national players of the year have we had in different sports? I mean track, I mean we got we got some superstars there, you know. It's just it's just been amazing. Um like Genoa you know, he's he's an animal. Uh hopefully he's a national champ this year. I mean we got guys and we got people I want to see more national titles come to this university and you know, we got national players of the year and now we gotta get some national titles in other sports as well. So um I, I love talking to them, seeing how they do, how they train, how they adapt to being at the University of Iowa, coming from all over the country. And uh it's just been exciting uh being a part of a you know, because for my freshman year I don't think we really had um as good of a programs as we had now, like to the degree we have, it's unbelievable the the growth we've had in, in the five six years that I've been here, the long time I've been here. Um, so it's been cool, you know. Uh, like Lala, Tsag, I remember her winning her national title. Um, that was really fun for me, just seeing someone else win. You know, just like seeing the athletes at uh, the University of Iowa succeed, it's been really fun. And you know, they're good. Well, it doesn't. Does it truly not matter at all, or do you get more motivated? No, it doesn't matter because rankings don't mean anything in the grand scheme of things. It's just a number that people put to try and hype up matches. Because at the end of the day, when two people walk out of the middle of the mat, 
you're you're both zero and zero, and uh, the ref blows the whistle. It's a seven minute match, and it's a it's a fight, you know. So it doesn't matter if the guy's number one in the country or if he's from a different country. It doesn't matter. I don't care, because um, at the end of the day, you have to go out there and you got to do your job. So might might make some people more nervous. Might make me more nervous even as well. It doesn't matter. But I get pretty dang nervous for every match, no matter who it is. It doesn't matter if they're Olympic champion or if they're a first-time wrestler in, in college wrestling. I don't care. I'm going to be super nervous. I'm going to get ready for it like it's the biggest match in the world because it is because it's the next one. Well, I mean, to me, it's just a wrestler position. So, like I said, I mean, I don't really have much of an answer for that because to me, it's, it doesn't matter who it is. I'm going to wrestle the position to score points and try and just improve my position. That's the only thing I'm thinking about in the middle of the mat is just improving position and putting points on the board. So, you, uh, you mentioned that you go to other arenas and you don't really play the villain, unlike your predecessor, who's from Kansas. Kate McClark's kind of the same way, you know, where she goes to arenas and there are girls playing her, when, you know, no matter where she's at, although the fans probably get into it a little bit. <laughs> well, yeah, hecklers happen. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you guys talk much, or do you go to women's basketball games? Do you see? I, I, go to, I've, I go to at least one sporting event of every sport on the University of Iowa. The only one I've never been to is rowing, just because I don't think, I don't really know how to go to a rowing event, because I don't think we have a river we go to, so... Um, I've definitely certainly watched them compete, but I've never been to one. Um, that's the only sport I haven't been to. But other than that, um, I go to every game. Uh, I try and uh, you know talk to all of them. I, I might not be like best friends with all of the all of the athletes, just because of my nature. I'm kind of a, a lone wolf. But other than that, you know, I try and see how they're all doing and try to be a, a fan of them as well. So. What you guys go through now, you're in an NIL period. No, uh, no, we've never, we never talked kind of like about that. It's usually just kind of like hyping each other up just because, you know, it's awesome seeing her do what she's doing. And, you know, we're both trying to be the best in our sports. So that's pretty much the best that we're trying to do, right? So. Always great to hear from those guys. Really high praise there from brands on Spencer Lee. And can be honest, can you blame him, right? Um, just... He's been on a tear ever since he uh, reinserted himself into the lineup earlier this year. And uh, tell you what, um, for those of you who have been paying attention, obviously uh, a pin from him on Friday night against Penn State going to be absolutely crucial um, to the math of the Hawkeyes winning um, if they're going to come out of State College with uh, what I would consider a pretty big win. Um, you know, I know Penn State looks pretty big and intimidating on paper with four NCAA champs. Um, you know, another returning All-American and, you know, as many as nine possible All-Americans in the lineup this year, um, you know, potential to be one of Kale's best teams ever in state college. But there is a path for Iowa to win. Obviously involves Spencer scoring six points at 125 pounds. Um, that's kind of the first domino that needs to fall. And and then uh, the rest, uh, the rest will kind of see what happens there. So big duel on Friday. I'm going to tune in and watch it. Hopefully you guys do as well. Should be a great one. Going to jump over to the Iowa State side of things now. Going to hear from Iowa State coach Kevin Dresser and uh, Marcus Coleman. Friday, uh, they, they host Oklahoma Friday. Then they host Oklahoma State on Sunday. So Friday at 7 p.m. Central. Sunday at 2 p.m. The Sooners. 
Um, sneaky fun team, man. Um, a team that I was pretty high on coming into the year, very transfer heavy. I think I counted as many as seven starters, um, you know, were at, uh, another school at one point in their college career. And now they're in Norman. Um, but some pretty, pretty impactful transfers, right? A familiar guy down there, Wyatt Henson was a one-time Hawkeye. Now he's down in, uh, in the Sooner lineup at 133. Uh, another familiar name, Keegan Moore, um, was at Oklahoma state, went to Northern Iowa now with Oklahoma. Um, so he's at 184 down there. Some other guys too, Joey Prada, Mitch Moore came over from Virginia Tech, Moshe Schwartz came over from Northern Colorado, Garrett Ninehouse from Purdue, um, you know, and that's not even mentioning Stephen Buchanan, two-time All-American from Wyoming, who is now down there and should be good to go at 197 for them next season. So um, transfer you, is that OU now? Um, kind of seems like it, right? So um, Oklahoma State, more of a more of a younger team. Um, you know, they have their elder statesmen, right? Dayton Fix, Travis Whitlake, Caden G. Feller, um, got who else? Wyatt Sheets, you know, Fix, three-time finalist, Whitlake and Sheets, both All-Americans. G. Feller, a guy that has been around the block quite a bit. And then they got a lot of young guys, right? Carter Young um, is there. Uh, Victor Voinovich is there. Connor Doucette, Luke Serber, all those guys, sophomore, younger. Dustin Plott, returning All-American, really talented guy at uh, 174. Um, so yeah, just kind of a, a, a program that's maybe a little bit in transition. I think John Smith would maybe prefer some of those younger guys come along quicker. Um, you know, for those of you that listened to the show with Seth earlier this week, I think you know all about what's going on in Stillwater. Cause that was uh, kind of a lot of our conversation before we got into the actual dual meets, just kind of, you know, Hey, you know, they're, they're ranked 16th, um, only had two all Americans last year, just kind of, kind of a weird time at Oklahoma state right now, but Seth did a good job laying it out. And, you know, when you look at the, look at the lineup, uh, and look at kind of the state of the program, got a lot of good guys. I think that are red shirting this year, that'll step in and make an impact in future seasons. But, um, this year they're just trying to kind of fast track some of these young guys and, um, you know, we'll see. I, they're young, but they're talented. Um, you know, and it, I don't know that this is a lineup, either, both lineups, Oklahoma and Oklahoma state, um, you know, I, I would expect Iowa State to win both. Um, Northern Iowa, I think, is going to have their hands full with Oklahoma State. Um, you know, and then if they take Oklahoma lightly as well, I mean, that's a lineup that, hey, if they sneak a few wins here and there, that gets that becomes super interesting. Um, so, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. But, yeah, going to go over to Iowa State now. Uh, head coach Kevin Dresser and Marcus Coleman uh, heard from them earlier this week, laid down that audio here for you guys today. We will go to that now, and I will catch you guys on the other side. Ready? Uh, opening thoughts on Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, Coach? Well, you know, anytime you get Oklahoma and Oklahoma State to come to town uh, the same weekend, it's a big weekend. Um, you know, the history and the success of those programs um, always is a super formidable opponent. And, you know, they've got a tough road trip. They get to hit the Panthers and the Cyclones, and uh, we get to hit the Sooners and the Cowboys. So uh, going to be a lot of good, good wrestling in Iowa this weekend. What has a guy like Marcus Coleman meant to this program? Marcus probably, well, I know he's going to hold a special place just for this staff because, you know, when I got hired, um, there was a recruiting class that was kind of on the ropes. Um, and I remember calling Marcus Coleman, um, probably talk, trying to talk him into staying. Um, and he kind of just cut me right off and said, Coach, I'm not going nowhere. Um, and being an Ames kid probably had something to do with that. I don't want to pat myself in, on the back and say that it was, it was the dresser uh, 
uh, magic, but um, he was committed to staying here. You know, he's got family here. Um, I just think he grew up coming to a lot of Iowa State things, and so this was just a perfect fit for him. But, you know, the fun thing about Marcus is to see the progress, and I'm sure glad we got to see the the sixth year. I mean, there's a lot of negatives about COVID, but, you know, one of the positive things about COVID was is, you know, in this job, you get kids that come in at 18 and then they leave roughly at 23 and probably Marcus is 24 now, but you get to see the growth in him and just the growth he's had even in the last year has been really fun. Obviously last year was a huge year for him to get in the podium. So that's a, the long-winded uh, appreciation of Marcus Coleman. Well, to get a little bit more long-winded, can you talk about more about his progress? Because he's a freshman, sophomore. He had some good wins, but then he'd have a bad weekend or two. Then last year, it seemed like he put it together, got an All-American. This year, I mean, obviously, he pinned Aaron Brooks, and he seems to really be putting it together. Yeah, I mean, he was a roller coaster. I mean, and, and you know what? He hit a real rough patch. Um, when we got younger into school, uh, Marcus was a 97, mm -hmm. and here younger comes over right away, uh, shows up. He was supposed to show up in August, and because of COVID, he didn't get it all November. And I mean, Younger's pounding him in the room uh, the, the minute he gets here. And, um, you know, I didn't have a wrestle-off intentionally because if I would have had a wrestle-off right away when they got there, I know what the results would have been. Um, and Marcus was a little banged up that year at that particular time. And I said, let's just, you know, pump the brakes here and let's just see what happens as we get closer to March. And there was a couple weeks there in January that I was almost thinking I was going to get that, that phone call that says, Coach, I'm done because I think in the back of his mind, he didn't quite know if he was going to be the guy. And, and I know he signed up to be the guy. But you know what? I always say sometimes you got to have to go through something really hard. And he had to go something really hard. And when he pushed through that, and then we did have a wrestle-off, he won the wrestle-off, went to the Big 12s, went on a pinning spree, and then got to the round of 12, um, or maybe the round of 16 at the NCAA tournament. And that was a huge motivator for him. When he got the round of 16, I remember him losing. I remember him coming off the mat balling his eyes out and I love it when guys ball their eyes out because it shows me that it's really important to him and you know he kind of made a decision at that time that this he was going to he was going to finish this thing the right way so I'm just excited to see what he can do for the last you know two months here or less than two months it seems like that relationship Marcus and Younger they've really helped each other oh. um, just I know we talked plenty about Marcus last year and how Younger you know the the scraps in the room sound like they're kind of legendary but at the same time Marcus I mean, he's a hammer on top, and I feel like that's helped Younger quite a bit. They've complimented so, each other so much. And I'm sure at that particular time, uh, Marcus didn't appreciate Younger at all. In fact, uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know what, 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 what's stronger than dislike, but disliked him quite a bit, was threatened by him. But I know now if you were to ask Marcus, he's like, that was probably the best thing that ever happened to him, just in terms of you know, making him step up and then just a guy that gives him a really, really athletic look because Marcus Coleman's athletic. But, you know, Younger is probably more athletic, which is saying a lot because you got two guys. So when they go, it is legendary in there. You just you get everybody out of the way and shit's flying all over. And it's just it's it's uh, it's something to see. Are you guys coming along from a health perspective, particularly Casey? And I know Sam seems like he's doing well. Those two guys are good. Those two guys are really good right now. It seems like we always get some little ding here or there without going into details. So nothing serious. Obviously, Caban Bon is probably the most serious in that we're not going to see him till mid-February. Um, so we're going to go with Canopic and uh, Feasley back and forth a little bit for a while here. We got Perryman to use if we need to use him. Um, he's got a couple more bullets in his in his holster or whatever it is. And um, so it's just been one of those years where we get a lot of dings, but right now there's no major dings, so that's good. What did Casey figure out, if anything, by wrestling on Sunday? 
got a few matches. I think he just needed matches. Um, so I think it was good. Uh, he felt real good about it. You know, he's had the best two weeks of practice he's had all year. I think he's finally, you know, more coachable now. And, and the good guys are always the hardest guys to break some habits. But I think he really believes in all the stuff he's got to do out of the room right now to be good in the room. So I'm really excited to see. I mean, truthfully, with Casey, um, I just want to see him compete for them. I mean, our schedule is really challenging the next 20 days. I just want to see him how he competes at that high level because he's going to get a lot of good guys. To me, that will give us a gauge. Because if you look right now, the close he lost a close match to, uh, you know, one of the best guys in the nation. I mean, Real Woods has went and put it on everybody since then. And if you look back, he didn't wrestle Real Woods that bad. Um, and he still wasn't quite feeling great then. So I think this, there's a lot of upside for Casey right now. Speak a little bit on the senior class as a whole. You got five guys recognizing on Friday. Uh, just, you know, your thoughts on those five. Yeah, it's, it's a little early to be kind of having a senior night because we got a match on Sunday, but then we're going to do a, a wrestling gymnastics combination here on February 12th. So we're kind of bumping senior night up. But yeah, we got some special guys in there that have all stepped in and wrestled at one point or another. Um, you know, you're going to get to talk to Sam and uh, Marcus. And obviously, we were super excited to get Sam for two years. You know, I think his upside's tremendous. But then those other guys that we're recognizing, you know, all of those guys have been in the lineup you know, at some point and, uh, you know, probably still, who knows, might be called on uh, to help us this year. So just a good class that's been with us from day one. Oklahoma State, I feel like, it's routinely been the class of the Big 12. And whenever we get to the Big 12 tournament, Oklahoma flips a switch and figures out how yeah. to do a lot of good things. How important is it then, you know, not just to, to maybe win these duels this weekend, but really... You know, if you guys want to show that you're the top of the conference, I mean, you probably want to lay it on them thick, don't you? Yeah, this is a good chance to make a statement. Um, you know, they're going to come tough. And Oklahoma's got one of those teams that they just, you know, every one of their guys, uh, if they're on, they're really good. Um, and they haven't been able to get everybody on all year. But if you look up and down their lineup, like they don't have a weak sister of out of 10 of them. Uh, they're all capable of, uh, you know, if they put it together. For, for whatever reason, some of them haven't been consistent, but if you get them all consistent, and you know they seem to do a really good job of that as the year goes further and further down the road. So um, they're going to be, you know, we can't overlook them one bit. And you know, and we know, I think Oklahoma State's wrestling probably as good last week as they have been all year. Um, so I think they're, you know, they're going to come to town, and yeah, John, John don't like to lose, so we're going to, we're going to, we're going to have some battling. All right, thanks guys. All right, thanks, Thank coach. Appreciate. Coach Dresser shared a story with us about you when he first got here, calling you up and feeling like maybe he needs to convince you to stay and finding out maybe he didn't. Do you remember what that moment was like, you know, just as he's like, priority, he wants you around? Yeah, I remember probably shortly after the state tournament my senior year, he called me up and I don't know, in my head, I was just like, I'm coming to Iowa State, like no matter what, so. I think we just had a conversation. I remember him saying, you know, you got the chance to be a superstar. And, um, you just keep working hard. So that's kind of what I remember. It was six years ago now, so it was a while ago, but yeah. How would you describe the arc of your career? Uh, because it's been one that is just built and built and built and the more consistency it feels like. Yeah, just progression, you know. Um, freshman or early on in my college career, I struggled quite a bit, you know with struggles on the mat and off the mat. So just progressing, coming in every day, working as hard as I can, and just maturing, honestly. What were some of the biggest off the mat struggles? Um, 
just personal things, you know, kind of getting my social life together, you know, school never been easy for me. So just really trying to focus on that and do the best I can. So, you know, just a lot of little personal things. What did the addition of younger Bastida do for you just in the room when you first got here? Um, added a killer to the room, you know, when um, he came in the room, I had to be ready to go every day. So it just brought my love, just brought my level up. And, um, you know, I work with younger a lot on techniques and ask him questions and vice versa. You know, there's a lot of back and forth. So having him has been, you know, a blessing to my career. How hard was that at first? To have him come in? Yeah. It was pretty hard, you know, when you got someone your weight that's, a world medalist, you're like, all right, well, got to get ready to go, you know? So it was a little bit hard and, you know, we kind of were rivals at first and now we're really good friends and training partners. So it's been awesome. When did that dynamic start to like switch? Um, when I switched weights. So we came a lot closer, but yeah. Yep. What, uh, what, where's like the biggest thing technically wise or on the mat wise that he's helped you with? Um, especially on my feet, like his movement is fakes, you know, trying to adapt that in my game because he's so quick, you know, and I'm quick as well. So just wrestling with that. And I've had to just kind of adapt to stop him from taking me down sometimes, you know. So my defense has kind of gotten better just because he's so good on his attacks. Yeah. What's it like to try to stop someone as strong, as quick as younger? It's tough. I'm telling you. <laughs> so he's, he's hard. He gets your foot off the mat. Like I'm in trouble, but, you know, I've tried to. Try to stop it the best I can, but sometimes it doesn't always work. <laughs> just preparing for speed like that, like then you go out, you know, wrestle another high-quality D1 wrestler, but who's maybe not as fast or as strong. Like, do you, do you just feel more ready? Yeah, 100%. You know, he's probably as quick as they come for how big we are. Yeah. What do you expect out of this weekend where, I guess, if you wrestle for Oklahoma, you're, you're a good wrestler, and then Oklahoma State's got a near top 10 guy? Uh, what do I expect? Um, it's really the same thing every time, you know, I'm focused on myself, you know, making sure I'm prepared and ready to go and just ready to go out there and fight the entire time, you know, and it adds a little bit of excitement because it's senior night against two historic programs. So I'm pretty pumped up for this weekend. I feel like these are two programs that, you know, you have to go through to win the Big 12. Um, I know OU always flips the switch in March. Um, yep. I know Oklahoma State's always just kind of been at the top. So I, I guess from that perspective, how important is not only a good performance, but really you know, this seems like an opportunity to kind of make a statement that you guys are the class of the Big 12 this year. Yeah, you know, these duels are always super important because, you know, you're going to see all these guys at the end of the year again. So kind of putting putting that in their mind when you go out and wrestle them, you know, making sure you're not an easy out. You're going to be tough the whole time, win or lose. So Friday night, senior night, you know, what does wrestling with the Hilton College mean to you throughout your It means everything. You know, I grew up going to duels in Hilton, so... It's kind of crazy. It's my last run, you know. It's kind of a bittersweet, but I'm super excited. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Yep. Going to wrap today's show with about 10 minutes with Northern Iowa coach Doug Schwab. Panthers host Oklahoma State Saturday night at the McLeod Center, and then Oklahoma on Sunday afternoon. Also at the McLeod Center. Remember, all home duels for the Panthers this year going to be at McLeod. Um, excited for these couple of duels. Um, 
You know, I know I've talked a little bit about Oklahoma and Oklahoma State and the lineups that they're bringing up here. Um, these are two winnable duels for for Northern Iowa. You know, I think Oklahoma State just matchup wise going to be a little interesting. Um, very intrigued. I think through the entire weekend about the weights at you know 141. Um, you know, Kale Happel and Casey Swiderski are going to get to Russell Carter Young and Moshe Schwartz. Um, you know, it, it'd be interesting, I think, for Casey because it's, you know, hey, where, where's the injury at? These are these are two guys, Carter Young and Moshe Schwartz, that have found varying levels of senior level success, right? Uh, Carter Young, a couple years back, third place at the Senior World Team Trials. Uh, Moshe Schwartz back in 2020 was actually a U.S. Senior National Finalist in Greco-Roman. Um, so just a little bit different styles there for Kale Happel, um, Northern Iowa's 41-pounder. He uh, So the last time he wrestled Carter Young, uh, Carter Young beat him at the Big 12 Championships last year, um, which was kind of part of this late season slide that Kale took, right? And he ultimately missed the NCAA Championships because of that. Since then, those two guys have taken like divergent paths. Um, Kale, 12 and 2 now, ranked number eight in the country. A lot of really good wins and has wrestled really, really well this season. Carter Young ranked 32nd, um, 7 and 8 this season, although five of his eight losses are by two points or fewer. So he's always in the match. Um, Going to be interesting to just kind of see them go at it again on Saturday. So we'll, you know, maybe a, a point of, of growth or an opportunity to show how much you have grown, right, for Kale. Um, you know, a guy that beat you, you know, not just at the Big 12 championships, but beat you twice last year, you know, where you at now. Um, you know, 49, I think, is another in- intriguing weight for both Paniro Johnson and, and Colin Realbuto. They get Victor Voinovich from Oklahoma State and Mitch Moore uh, from Oklahoma. Talked plenty about those guys. Voinovich, kind of a younger guy, but, but very talented. Um, I think two of his three losses this year are in overtime, so he's good to go the full seven and then some. Uh, Mitch Moore, uh, he's reached the blood round. He's been in the Big 12 Finals. You know, that's a guy that's been around. Um, you know, 184, I think, is interesting as well. Travis Whitlake from Oklahoma State, All-American at 65 a couple years ago. Now up at 184, he'll get to wrestle uh, Parker Keckeisen and Marcus Coleman. Um, you know, for Oklahoma, the other 84-pounder is Keegan Moore, um, who used to wrestle at uh, UNI, but then he also used to wrestle at Oklahoma State, right? So that's, uh, you know, just interesting to see those matchups. Um, yeah, a lot of, lot of interesting matchups for a lot of different reasons, I think, coming up tonight. Um, tonight, this weekend, I'm tired. It's been a long week. Um, we'll wrap up the show tonight right now with, uh, with Doug Schwab, just like I, uh, I said before I started rambling here. So, uh, 10 minutes with Doug Schwab. I'll catch you guys on the other side. We'll close out today's show. Highly encouraged. We'd say, get your ass out here. Get your butts in the seats. You were just asking about McLeod and the difference that it makes. You know, I think basketball play their 250 of the game. I've been in here with a few of those games when it is packed. I mean, it's like it's electric. Um, we just got to have that not be few and far between, and that's a lot on us. Um, and I say it's a lot on us and the product that we're putting out when you're winning a whole lot of games. And right now, like if you're not excited about men's basketball and the direction it's going, <laughs> yeah, you're not a basketball fan. I mean, the you know you guys are at. And I was thinking about when Jake's talking. It's expectation, though. Yeah, you you lose a couple guys, but these young guys. Man, that's why they came here. I mean, same thing for us. We have guys that they, they came here for a purpose. They came here for a reason. They didn't come here to wait and buy their time. If I'm a freshman and I get my chance, I'm making the most of it. And so I think that's what's happening. There's an expectation. There's a growth that happens. There's, um, you know, the kids that we recruit, they plan on making an impact. And that's, you know, and you're seeing it happen right now with the basketball program. Uh, but, you know, everyone's kind of like, oh, man, they lost this guy and this guy. And, you know, what, they're young and they shouldn't, they shouldn't win. That's not what they think, though. And that's really all that matters. You guys can think that all you want. 
and I think that's sometimes that's what um, a little bit what happens. Um, but yeah, I like how they're playing. So so I go back to expectations, and our expectation for our team is, you know, you have Oklahoma State come to town, you're ready to beat them. You have Oklahoma come to town, you're ready to beat them. Um, not that it's going to be easy. They're storied programs, but man, we do expect there be a packed house on Saturday night. Um, we need it. Uh, our team and how they competed, I think, has earned that. Um, the way our guys scrap and fight and battle and score points and our exciting product to put on the map, man, I, man, I hope people are lined up and ready to go. Um, like I said, Oklahoma State's, when I went into the Big 12, um, Oklahoma State was one of the biggest reasons because they're always one of the best programs in the country. And you want to be able to have them on the schedule every year. And you want a chance to compete against those guys. You want that measuring stick, so to speak. Um, you know, and they'll be here Saturday night. And, you know, we went down there and beat them last year. And the one thing I'm certain of is they don't forget that. Um, they will be ready to step in here. And they'll be ready to, to, to try to whoop our ass. And I can't wait for that. I'm excited for it. Um, you know, they competed a couple times this weekend. Uh, you know, watched a lot of their team. And, like I said, they... They got All-American, you know, a couple times, a couple time, well, three-time finalist at 33. You know, they got All-American at 65. They got All-American at, well, he was 65. Now he's 84. They got All-American at 74. Um, and they have a lot of a lot of young guys that, you know, are planning on doing that same thing. Um, I like where our team's at. You know, we had a week off. We got to train, and we used it well. Um, so... You know, I don't have a whole lot else I'll say. Like I'm firmly fixed on Oklahoma State right now, you know, and then we get to we get to turn around in in short order, and then we wrestle Oklahoma, um, which to me I, I like that because if we want anything of substance, we want to win a big time tournament. You have to be able to you have to be able to tee it up multiple times. You know, the national tournament's not just one match. You know, it's five matches if you're going to win that thing. Uh, big Twelves is multiple matches, and so that's to me that's why I like it. You know, you get up get up and you have a night match and then that next that next afternoon you have to be able to come back and do it again and we got to be able to do them both at an incredibly high level and our team will be ready for it so I think you said it's a military appreciation on Sunday and have the utmost respect for any military um, for what they've done for our country and I'm sure everyone has some relatives they have some family that have that have been part of it uh, man <laughs> We, sh we should really honor them every damn meet, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, it shouldn't be just once a meet, but I know our guys look forward to There's a certain singlet that we wear, and we have a ton of pride in, in wearing that thing. Um, so look forward to honoring anyone and everyone that comes out. Um, but right now, like I said, I'm, I'm firmly fixed on Saturday night, 7 o'clock, Oklahoma State. So I guess any questions? You talked about the McLeod Center at the start of the year, but uh, your answer. Monologue. Yep. Ah, it's just energy. It's excitement. It's <laughs> that's part of what we sell when we have kids come on campus. You're not gonna, you're not gonna, you're not gonna be in front of 50 people. You're not gonna be just in front of your friend and family. Like people recognize and appreciate good wrestling, and they show up for good wrestling. This is the state of Iowa. It's the center of the wrestling universe. I mean, I heard. I guess I heard. I heard Gable might be coming to that meet. Um, in last year, he came to the Iowa State meet. And he said, I have to stay neutral. I can't, you know, I can't wear anything. I can't, I can't, uh, you know, wear you and I. I don't know if he'd wear you and I stuff anyway, but it's Oklahoma State we're wrestling. 
if the state can't be united that, that we're against Oklahoma State, something's wrong. Like, so, I mean, I'm going to try to get Gable. He should be able to wear some UNI stuff. It's Oklahoma State we're wrestling. That's, that is, we, we, we can't stand them. We can't stand Oklahoma. We can't, anybody. I mean, there's, there's, it, is, it is a rivalry. It's heated. So I'm digressing off what you're asking. But my point is, is yes, and Jake said it, it matters. It makes a difference. Um, you know, you want to be able to point to recruits, and recruits come, and you have someone watching a meet, and they're like, man, I want to wrestle in this atmosphere. This excites me. I look forward to it because, you know what, there's some other programs in the state that they're, they're having their stands packed. It makes a difference. And it's exciting, man. We, don't, we do all this work. We put all this time in, and the only time that we get to really show it and let it shine is out there. And so, yeah, we want as many people as possible to be able to see that. And, and I don't know, to me it's fun. <laughs> it's fun when the friend's on top of you. And, and I'll, I'll tell you that, you know, how we set this up too, um, with the fans on the side and, and the, the seats, it did feel like they're right on top of you. You know, so it, it's like home because, you know, we were used to that at the West Gym. So, um, like I said, it's on us to, to put a product out there that people want to come watch. And I tell you what, if you look up and down our lineup, it's a product that people should want to watch and get behind. So I look forward to stands being packed. That's all I can say. Doug, with the time off that you guys have had, if I'm not mistaken, the largest gap in your schedule, mm -hmm. uh, does, does that provoke you and your staff to maybe be a little bit more aggressive or imaginative as it relates to your training? Or is that maybe just more case-by-case, season-by-season? Uh, it's just, you know, we... We didn't have the, we had this weekend open. I mean, we tried to, to fill it and just things didn't work. But then, you know what, we, we got to train through a little bit. Um, yeah, we, you know, we got to do different things where we got to push a little bit more than we would have um, with having a duel. And then, you know, we kind of look at how our schedule sets up and we have, you know, we have a Saturday, Sunday, a Friday, a Sunday, a Friday. Um, so that that limits a little bit of training time. And not that you won't have training time, but just to be able to maybe push a little bit like you'd want to. And we did this week. I mean, we, we put them, we, we, we challenged them, and we challenged them, and they responded very well. And that's, you know, to me that was what last week was for. And now, you know, we kind of get them back into a competition week, and we'll use it well. But, um, you know, you know your schedule for a while, and you think about it, and then, you know, you make tweaks as you go. And I thought last week was what we needed. You talk about the rivalry aspect mm -hmm. of Oklahoma State. Uh, you don't like them, but <laughs> at the same time, you have enough respect for them that you can send a message to your guys that, hey, you know what, if we're right there with these guys, we're right there with anybody in the country. Yeah. Where's that prime line? Yeah, you respect the hell out of them. I mean, it's wrestling. We respect whoever we step on the line against. Now, fearing them is a whole different thing. Um, but yeah, we respect them and respect the history of their program, respect their coaches because I know they're having prepared. But to me, that 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 makes us up our level and up our game. Not anything else. But like you said, if if that's that's kind of the mark, and these are one of the best teams, then okay, well we're beating that team consistently. Then we're one of the best teams, you know. So yeah, I mean, uh, it's just right now to me they've been the mark in the Big Twelve for a long time, uh, you know. And we're, we're trying to we're trying to change that, and Missouri's trying to change that, and Iowa State, and uh, but right now they'll always be one of those. Those, those programs. Um, but to me, that's something that we want to race to as a team. It's not like, oh, man, we see that orange singlet and you're shaking your boots. It's, we see that orange singlet like, hell yeah, man. We got someone that's going to come to scrap. 
and they're going to be prepared and I'm, they were going to bring their best. I'm going to bring my best. And they know at the end, then we'll shake hands and you know what? We might still not like each other, but we'll respect the hell out of each other. And that's, to me, that's what wrestling is. That's what it is. Um, you'll fight and scrap tooth and nail for 420 seconds. And then at the end of it, man, you'll shake your hand and you'll tip your hat to them. They'll tip their hat to us. And you know what? Then we'll go back and if they beat us. Then you know what? Next time it's going to be different and we're going to do everything we can to make that, that different. But um, I just think it helps raise your level to me. And that's, you know, that's what Oklahoma State has done for us. And that's what there's a lot of teams in the country right now. I mean, that's what if Penn State should be doing that for everybody in the country right now with how they're competing. Okay, let's see. Uh, we may, I think we may have a handful of guys competing at Loris, and I'll so keep your eyes out on that. Um, you know, the opportunities for some of those guys, there's still a few opportunities left for some of our, I guess, guys that aren't starting. Um, but, you know, everyone's still pushing and trying to move forward. Uh, and he said, great opportunity for us and our team to wrestle Oklahoma State, Oklahoma back to back. Uh, a lot of big time matches. And look forward to. This place be rocking uh, Saturday and Sunday, so we'll see you out in the cloud. That's all we got today, guys. Appreciate you tuning in. Three full shows this week. How about that? Each of them about an hour or so long. Um, we'll be back next week, um, hopefully to do some something in the way of a recap pod. I know, obviously, Iowa-Penn State's kind of taken – uh, center stage here, but a uh, lot of wrestling going on this weekend. So we'll see what we can do for, for a recap pod, either maybe sometime Monday or Tuesday. Um, I'll keep you guys apprised of that. Um, you know, and then, Hey, uh, next week's the girl state tournament and boy state duels. So uh, going to be a really busy weekend of wrestling pods might be hit and miss here after we get done with that. But, uh, um, you know, fingers crossed that we can figure some audio out for you guys into the week until then. Be sure to rate and review the show wherever you listen to your podcast. Subscribe to the Des Moines Register. I don't want you guys to miss a single thing of our wrestling coverage, especially now that the postseason is pretty much here for the high schoolers. Um, and before we know it, the postseason is going to be here for the college teams as well. I don't want you guys to miss anything. We got a lot of big stuff, fun stories coming, um, and I want to make sure that you guys get all of that and more. You can find links to do all of that as well as stories from this past week in the show notes. Thanks again for listening, you guys. We will talk again soon. 